Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the Hillman Morning Show on demand. Podcasts and more are always online and on your schedule at waaf.com. Especially when it comes to in-laws when you don't get along with your spouse's family. You have to suck it up for the benefit of A, the family, B, your spouse, and C, your child. Your child is going to be, it doesn't matter that you, you don't that you disagree with how his sister's kids are, or his sister's raising the kids. Just go, put a smile on, suffer through a couple days, and deal with it. That's what, it's called sacrifice. You want to get married? You want to have a family? You're bringing in a lot of other variables like people, which you hmm. can't control. So you suck it up. You nod and smile, and then you make your husband buy you a nice Christmas present. Here's a 781 text. I've been going out with a girl for almost nine months, and everything was great. Last night, she told me that it was not the right time for her to be in a relationship, even though she's been in one for almost nine months. Mm. She said perhaps later would be a better time for our relationship. What does that mean? I'll translate that for you. It means that for the last three months, she's been in two relationships and the other one is better. <laughs> oh. Is that what it means? So she wants to flesh that out but still keep you on the hook because she's not really sure if that guy's going to be a flake or not. That's not right. No, it's not. And I disagree with it wholeheartedly, but I am here to provide you with the cold hard facts. Yeah. It is my duty. 617 text. I have been married seven years. We have two kids. When my wife gets drunk, she tells me she wouldn't be mad if I slept with another woman. I don't want to, but is this a hall pass or does she want or does she want to sleep with another man? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Okay. So is she giving him a hall pass? No, she's just or- tired of sleeping with you and she can only tell you that when she's drunk. She's she, sick, of, she's sick pro- of having sex with him. If you went to sleep with another woman, I mean, I know very few pe- I, I have one friend whose wife told him this and was legit about it and, and was legit fine with it after many years of marriage and children. And she's like, go get a side piece. I'm all set with this, but I want to stay married. Other than that, it's a very difficult situation. It's kind of like a threesome or a swinger situation. You have to establish some very serious boundaries ahead of time and stick to them. I would be, I would not go out and, well, you said you don't want to smash somebody, so that's good, but I, I you know, seems like she's, she's sick of the old rigmarole, if you will. Um, we are going inside the warped female brain, as we do on most Thursdays. So if you're a male and you are confused about the way the brain of a woman in your life works, you may call on the Framingham Ford studio line, or you should text on the text line which is 97107, and Danielle will provide you with a rare glimpse inside the warped female brain. Married, this is a 508 text, married for 17 years. Wife doesn't trust me, accuses me of cheating. Uh, Hold on a second. Accuses me of cheating on dating sites because of junk email. I never cheated and never went on dating sites. Why is she doing this? Either she doesn't understand technology or she's projecting and she's got her own thing going on and she's 
She's accusing you. That's a, that's a big thing. When people struggle with parts of their own life, they like to project it on other people and be like, oh, I'm this way, so I'm going to accuse you of being this way. Huh. It happens a lot in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she is struggling with wanting to cheat? It sounds, or, maybe. Or, it's yeah. possible. Yeah, she okay. packed on 30. Mm-hmm. Got insecure. Yeah, very insecure, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Ozzy. Hello, Ozzy. Hello. Hey. Oz? What's up, Ozzy? Oh, nothing too much. How about you? What's up? Go ahead and tell us. Oh, nothing. Um, yeah, so my situation right now is I'm a bartender um, and my work wife pretty much. Uh, we've been grabbing drinks after work. We have been um, going to the gym together all the time. Uh-huh. Um, we, we're in constant communication. Uh, the one thing is, is that she has a boyfriend. Okay. Um, so she's a bartender too? No, she's one of the servers. Okay, she's a server. You're a bartender. Oh. She's a server. She has a boyfriend, but you're, she's your work wife. What do you want to know? Is, is, what is she thinking about it? Yeah, what is she thinking about? It? Is okay. she going to break up with him? Okay. All right. Probably not. You're just right. a good, easy bud that she doesn't have to worry about trying to sleep with her. Yeah. Possibly. It sounds like that dynamic might exist. So, huh. you know, you have the good, She, you know, you're, you're the guy that she can talk to about stuff, and you see her all the time, and you guys are buddies. And So she's not thinking relationship. Probably not. Probably she's thinking not. buddy, companion, right. what have. Exactly. Yeah. Man, the restaurant yeah. industry is just ripe with is she feeding the horse just to keep it in the stable, though? Absolutely. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I like that shoe. Um, you know. uh, 774 text. My girlfriend of a long time <laughs> always brings up my ex. Why does she do this? Well, stop messaging your ex and then deleting the Facebook messages. Stop telling tell your ex to stop Snapchatting you. People get insecure, and again, it's either that or it's a projection thing. When people start bringing up stuff like, your ex, you did this, remember that time... It's not just that they're harping on it. They're, they're grasping for straws to cover their own behavior. Do, here's a 508 text. Do women care whether you are circumcised or uncircumcised? Be honest. Some do, some don't. I think the majority of the women that I know would get a little freaked out by uh, an uncut piece if they haven't seen it before. I think uh, other women are just like, whatever, That's, it is what it is. I think I think most of the time the, the the girls that get freaked out just have never seen it or they're surprised by it or well, they don't know. Well, and how you to always say, and I I agree. You got to give you got to give the little lady the heads up. P.S. When you're dropping your laundry, so she knows what's coming. It's a little there. The the approach to certain um, activities, shall we say, uh, may need to be altered slightly. And if you don't know. Um, what you need to do in that situation, it might be it might be uh, a little awkward for the girls. So sometimes, you know, that might be weird, but I, I wouldn't worry about it. Here's a 774 text. I have been broken up with my ex for over a year. Why would she request to follow me on the IG yesterday? Because she wants you to follow her back and see what a great time she's having without your dumbass. <laughs> and how many guys Aww. she's meeting and how good she looks. Hey, so I know. I mean, it's been a year. We can totally be friends, right? Oh, look at how good I look. I just had laser. My wife is angry at me. This is a 978 text. My wife is angry at me because I accidentally introduced her to a work colleague as my girlfriend. We have been (laughs) married for 10 years. It was an accident. Why would she be mad about that? Because... 
because she, she knows that you've introduced your girlfriend as your girlfriend, she, you dummy. She thinks Get it together. She thinks you've told everybody at work that you're not married. Right. That's, what, that's why. Hmm. You're probably you're probably never hmm. going to be able to dig your way out of this hole. I'm sure it was a, an innocent mistake, but it's um, good luck, pal. Let's see. My <laughs> wife, uh, my wife and I are going into our first year of marriage in April. Due to financial reasons, I can't get her something extravagant or go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you recommend for a great night out? Um, nice dinner somewhere. Like maybe you know you don't have to go too over the top. <coughs> maybe try to like grab a couple little things that you know she likes, and and you know say this is you know I, I want to do this nice thing for you. I'm not really in a position to you can. You can be honest about your situation with your partner. Like, if anything, if you know, if you're not in a financial place to do something extravagant, your partner should not expect you to. Because especially if what if you're, she's a gold digger? Well, then you should get rid of it. Because if you have long-term <laughs> goals together, yes. you know, and you want to get your debt paid off and buy a house and do all those things that couples are supposed to do based on you know what society tells you, then she should be understanding of that. You know who doesn't have to worry about this issue? Who? Bezos. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Um, there was one that I wanted to read. Uh, uh, wife wants to go to on a trip to Texas with her fellow churchgoers for a conference. Conference, quote I, unquote. I, I, I was not. I was not able to go to a very close friend's wedding for financial reasons. We're in the same boat, and I feel like she is going to get pissed for using that as an excuse. Uh, well, I mean, it's a church trip. Um, I mean, are they going on a volunteer mission or are they going to yuck it up at bars? You know, I mean, did they fundraise to cover the cost? Like a lot of uh, times when church people go to conferences, they'll fundraise for the cost of the trip. Mm -hmm. So if her stuff is being covered, then I wouldn't worry about it. But if you couldn't go because of financial reasons, she shouldn't be expected to be able to to do something for the, the same reason. Right. My wife is pregnant and I've recently read about a push present. Yes. Very important. Are there any ideas of what I should give. Jewelry. What is it? Jewelry. It's jewelry. always push present, always jewelry, unless she's a handbag person, then get her a, a designer bag. Uh, did you see that they just announced today, news-wise, that they are creating, uh, they, have, they have been able to create a birth control jewelry so women can wear jewelry and then the birth control uh, medication gets into their system through the yeah, jewelry? Yeah, I trust that. I trust that as much as right. I trust you guys to actually put the condom on. <laughs> No, it's on, I swear. Really? It doesn't feel like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. We have been married for 15 years, and we have sex three times a week every oh, week. That's impressive for 15 years. We are 55-ish, and she's a smoke show. Good on you. I used to have sex with her for one to two hours. Nobody has time for that. Now she only That's now right. she now she, now she only gives me fifteen minutes. Should I be thankful or try to get my minutes back? A, this is not like a Verizon rollover plan. That's you know, you guys still say it's you know maybe encourage her to like you know go a little bit longer. I wouldn't try to do the full one to two hours. I mean, you've been married for 15 years. You're in your mid-50s. I think it's pretty awesome that you guys are still getting romantic three times a week. I think that's great. Um, (laughs) You know, it might, it could be, there are certain physical changes that happen to a woman at a certain age. It it could be that, you know, sex for a prolonged period of time could be physically uncomfortable for her for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So have a talk with your partner. Do women prefer a man that can cook dinner every night or a man that can pay for dinner every night. 
Hmm. That's that's a very uh, individualized thing. I cannot give a blanket statement about that. <laughs> okay. I like both. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I appreciate a man that can afford to take me to dinner, but I also appreciate a man that can cook. Um, I like a man to assist because I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm a little bit of a control freak. <clears throat> so when I cook, um, it's kind of hard for me not to be at the helm. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think being able to do both is nice. So it's that's really more of a, a personal decision. We are going inside the warped female brain with some help from Danielle. When dating a single woman with children, is it a good idea or a bad idea to plan dates that involve her kids? I need to know how long you've been dating. I think it's, it's, it's uh, especially if the kids are younger, minimum six-month threshold before you meet somebody's kids. Minimum, if not a Minimum of six months? Six minimum. months. Yeah. Because it seems then, like a long time. It is a long time. And you know what? If you're going to involve a new person in your child's life and they're going to understand that that person is not their other parent, I, I think that's a very serious thing and you need to take into account your kids' well-being. Like if you are dating people and, and you're dating people often and it's not long-term relationships and your kids are always meeting mom or dad's new boyfriend or girlfriend, it can be really confusing for kids. And, yeah. you know, kids form bonds. If you start planning dates with the kids, they're going to start to bond with you. And if things don't work out, you have to be very careful of that. And that's going to be traumatic for the kids. So um, I, I think it's, I applaud your willingness to do so. And I think as long as you guys have talked about that and, and, and you know, your, your other half is cool with that, then absolutely involve the kids. Like activities are great, but I just, you know, you want to make sure that you are really in that serious state of mind that this is going to be a long-term thing for you. If, if it's a casual thing, I would leave the kids out of it because it's not fair to them. Oh, okay. All right. Um... Let's see. I've been with my girlfriend for about five years on and off. Within the last six months, she has completely stopped having sex with me because she says it is uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, is there anything I can do to change her mind about this? Um, I guess address what the discomfort is. See if there's anything that you or she can do to... Um, but it was it, okay for like five years on and off. Mm. Listen, and you, you put like, up suddenly, with stuff. You Sometimes you put up with things that are not comfortable or not enjoyable for the sake of your partner. Yeah. And then at some point it just becomes, it becomes too much. Okay. You know, so maybe just chat and see if there's any way that you could make things more comfortable or if she could adjust something that, that might make it easier for you guys to be intimate. Astro glide. Okay. <laughs> I would go with the divine nine. It tends to seize up a little bit less LB, okay. but yes, I'm with you on the lube. Uh, an ex of my wife's has come in and out of her life repeatedly over the past 10 years. Her second child, now three, has a chance of being his, but he never wanted anything to do with the child. She has not spoken to him for three and a half years, and he recently said something to her again. She won't tell him to go away, even though his presence hurts me. Why won't she get rid of him? Because he might be the kid's father. I'm a little confused. It's his wife. Yeah. And it might be the kid's father. Right. So I. I, mean, I, I so you I, think she doesn't want to necessarily tell him to go away? But maybe. They ought, to, they ought to get a test and find out. Yeah, so I would try to do the, establish the paternity. No, that, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. That's a real tricky situation. Um, I would really need to know a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, there. Mm. Yeah. Tough one. All tough right. one. I'm sorry, Danielle. Thank you. You are welcome. It is eight fourteen. And today's weather is brought to you by Cantiani Insurance. It's going to be partly sunny today, and the temperature is getting up into the 50s. 51 or 52 for a high today, and...
going to be 65 by mm. Saturday. <laughs> we are now only 11 days away from the home opener at Fenway Park. I know you're very excited. I, I can't wait. I'm Mr. Baseball over yeah. here. Yep. I love a good six hours <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, of, of the home opener. I hear you, buddy. Just, uh, you know, one thing I really like is when... Uh, Somebody's when it comes to an at bat, and one of the one of the fellas is up there for a good twenty or thirty minutes. It's a battle. Uh, one, one at one at bat. I mean, it's it riveting, out. just riveting. So uh, don't forget our annual broadcast at the Baseball Tavern for the home opener. I hope you will join us, and I'm sure that we'll probably have some tickets to give away. And Joe Castiglione named that rap tune, and and uh, all the rest of that stuff. So, um, but right now it is 33 here. In beautiful, safe Brighton, Massachusetts. Waiting in line at the registry is awful. Cantiani Insurance goes for their clients every day for free. So if you want to save money, call 508-791-2088 or go to CantianiAgency.com for all of your insurance needs. Cantiani Insurance in Worcester or the East Douglas Insurance Agency in Douglas. Great service, great prices. And now, it's your turn to talk as the Hillman Morning Show presents Hill Mail. Yo, girl, 23 hours and four minutes, smoke free, girl. On WAAF. All right, today's Hill Mail voicemail messages are brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Reach out to them now and find out about their Spring Into Savings program. Beat the Spring Roofing Rush and put the last roof you will ever have to put on your home on your home. Is that how one would say that? Sure. Um, just go to eastcoastmetalroofing.com. That's eastcoastmetalroofing.com to get 10% off a brand new metal roof. And right now, here are the very best Hill Mail voicemail messages left by you over the previous 24 hours. Wednesday, 7.04 a.m. Hey, kids. I dip my ice cream in chocolate because I have no compass. What? What is? End of message. <laughs> I love that guy. You do? I love him. That's your favorite? I don't know what kind of accent that is, but it doesn't even matter because he just nails LV. <laughs> nails it. Wednesday, 7.06 a.m. LV's compass comment concludes that he's been concussed too many times. End of message. <laughs> That's a good six, seven minutes we'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> I was right. I'm right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. No, yeah. You, were, you were very wrong. Mm-hmm. You were, you were walk up. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Wednesday, 7 07 a.m. A compass is not going to change the fact that they were given the wrong instructions. End of message. <laughs> Let, that's not going down the road. He just again. didn't get it. He thought the compass no. was a GPS. Uh, that's what he meant. <laughs> just didn't get you it. You guys are all right. <laughs> yeah, we are. No, I know. I, I, fine. No. You're, you're all right. Yeah. And uh, today's <laughs> game, you know, we're going to get out of here at 10 and. I've got you a great. Are. I've got a great yeah. life. I've. I've got. You watch prices right after the show. I've, guy? I, I've lived a dream. <laughs> yes. I, I've hit uh, two life goals. Oh, it's oh what are those? What, which mm. ones are those? Oh well, well, I don't. Uh, More I don't than know. you hit with the. When bronze. I was when oh. I was five years old, I wanted to play in the NHL. Or yes. when I was two. Yes. And 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 I played. Junior hockey. I played for Team Canada. I you know in Sweden. One yes. of the 25 best players in, in hockey in the world at 19 years of age. I 
drafted by the Boston Bruins, one of the greatest organizations on the planet, mm-hmm. played for 10 years, ended my career in Las Vegas, played for the San Jose Sharks before that. And, and then I, I, I talk in the morning for four hours on one of the best shows on the planet. So you're saying your show is boring. Shoot, wake up. Oh, I'm sorry. I was away. Wake, well, am wake I still up. here? Wake, you want some caffeine? Wake, wake up, shoot. About some lube. You know, again, again, you guys can all just, uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying you in the studio. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, buddy. Nice try. You can all keep swinging from my uh. nuts. <laughs> Wednesday. 7.37 a.m. Hey, LB, you had the flu yesterday. Danielle's been sick since last week. She still sounds suffy. You, sir, sound like you had the Bud Light flu. End of message. Yeah. It's the Don't drink flu. Bud Lights. <laughs> so it's fine when Danielle misses work, but then... <laughs> so so she, the, here's the she, thing. She brought the sick to the studio. I get sick, <laughs> but it's okay that no. she's out. Was I, she I, hammered? Was she out no. on Revere Beach <laughs> no. crushing vodka tonics? Nope. Is that where you were? No. Oh. Here's the thing. I, I take maybe one sick day a year, and when I do, I actually let everyone know I'm not coming in. That's the difference. Blow it out your ass. <laughs> there you go, big guy. That one's for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the doctor's note. Yeah. Say you're welcome. <laughs> Wednesday, 4.36 p.m. Hi, kid. Yeah. I'll be here. I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Uh... I was at the garage last night, and I was going to get some chocolate for my vanilla ice cream, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, wh- wait, what's that? Uh, oh, I don't even know where I was going with this story. I'll just go Google it. End of message. <laughs> 6.04 a.m. So the Red Sox are celebrating opening day today, or as Danielle would put it, just an average Saturday night. End of message. <laughs> mm, wrong one, Mark. Wrong one. Six nineteen a.m. This is a collect call from the London Correctional Facility. Hey, kid. Oh, I went over to see the fam in London. Oh, they didn't know who I was. They thought I was just some guy knocking on their door. Oh, I told them I was number thirty-four, kid. That were related. Oh. I told him if I had, I asked him if I could crash that kid. I told him, the family, it's like dipping your ice cream and chocolate, kid. <laughs> so they called the police. No, I'm in prison. End of message. I would, might have to put a limit on how many fake LB mm. messages can be in one second. Well, it's the same guy. It's uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's it different is. Guys. Different is the guy has no life. <laughs> it's it like comical. the same guy. <laughs> Obscure collect call reference. Yes. Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy. Oh. <laughs> 6.57 a.m. Hey, kid, yeah. I won't be in today. Annie's taking me to the Northeast Men's Clinic. It's fallen, and it can't get up. End of message. Uh, uh, Again, that's why I, I, I love people that mock Viagra. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Guys that take Viagra are ready to roll all day, every day, 24-7. Uh-huh. That doesn't make it awkward at all. Uh-oh. What's awkward? How do you know that I take it? I, I know that you don't. I get a diamond cutter every time. Well, I can't see it. 
Why would you want to? I don't. That's what I'm asking you. I don't even get where you're going with it. I don't either. You've never, you've never wanted to have sex with me ever. Right. Well, there's one thing you're absolutely correct about. I have a diamond cutter and take Viagra. Why are you busting my nuts? It's like you know, lots of other chicks want to rail me, so I'll have a diamond cutter because I take Viagra. Any of them under fifty-five? I know why. Why? You don't bang anything under seventy. Do. Oh, please. Oh. You haven't oh been laid for like three stiz? years. Not this even is, close, guys. She doesn't, under, she doesn't hit stiz. Stiz doesn't. smells like a 70-year-old. <laughs> please. <laughs> LB, uh, when you're having sex with Annie, does she use the diamond cutter's scope on her eye to find your penis? <laughs> Jeez. My wife's perfectly um. happy. Her sex life is awesome. Well, you know, I mean, you don't object to a guy who's takes viagra do you i object to a guy that doesn't need viagra taking viagra because ah, then they get all ah. they got all aggressive with the d like check oh. look what i can do look what i can do and then it's like they're doing like helicopter d in <laughs> well, your face do they're hanging they... a towel off Wait, God, the... dude you're have you met men uh, is... have you met that other was a men? great guy trick though oh, oh, so oh, it is. the it beach is. towel so, so 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 you're saying that guys who don't need it yeah take it yeah and they're then getting they're black just complete... market cialis from mexico and then they're just completely Horned up yeah. and are and erect twenty four seven and it's like ridiculous. a real like a royal pain in the you know what like, li- literally literally like, guess what I just took a half of Viagra <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but however I say if you are having you know the ED issues I don't see any shame in in getting treatment for that I think it's good for you and for your partner. Yeah, but then you light us up when we're tired after working 11 hours and get back to the house, and you're all fired up for some, some action. Well, I've been and home we're like, all day. I'm too tired. Eating bonbons. Well, you're working to pay the mortgage. What do you expect me to do, LB? Yeah, if you, you know, the guy just needs to pop the Viagra, <laughs> lay down, go to sleep, and you can have And that. I go to town? <laughs> you can go to town. I don't know. My lower back's hurting. Maybe tomorrow. Here's a text that says, I'm willing to bet that Danielle takes at least 10 sick days a year. No. And they're always right after an event that she says she doesn't drink at. What are you and talking always... about? I never call in sick after events. <laughs> Weren't you here after that Patriots game? What are you talking about? In 2017? About? <laughs> I never take sick days. Uh, hold on a second. This is Ed. Hello, Ed. Morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Eddie. What's, what's, what's going on, Ed? Hey, LB, it's not that Danielle doesn't do anybody under 70. She doesn't do anybody under 70,000 in the bank. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Can you blame her? Yeah. She's earned it. She's I earned that. I, you know, I tell you, I've done the work with the subpar specimens. Right. You've dated lots of men. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure at some point it didn't matter to you how much money they made. No, were, and then you eventually were, you, uh, you want someone who can take care of himself. Right. And possibly you. And I, just, may, and I maybe, don't need you to take care of me. I need you to be able to take care of yourself. <laughs> pay your own bills, pay your mortgage, be debt-free, have a little money saved, be responsible. That's what I need. Uh-huh. I can handle my... I'm handling my own business, if you will. <laughs> I need you to be able to handle yours, and then we'll get along just fine. <laughs> Here's a text. I didn't hear you say this, but a texter says, LB, when have you worked an 11-hour day ever? Last year, it was 11 hours collectively. I think he was talking about just in general that the guy works yeah. the 11-hour day. Yeah, I, was talking, I wasn't yeah. talking about me. He wasn't talking about himself. We all know. I haven't worked a day in my <laughs> life. <laughs> all right. It is 827. Don't forget to cast your vote 
for the 64 things that mass holes love bracket, which is up now at waaf.com. And you could win a mass hole prize pack, which includes a basketball autographed by the 2008 Boston Celtics championship team. Also, Aerosmith tickets and more mass hole related prizes. Mm. So, all you have to do is go to waaf.com slash masshole. That's waaf.com slash masshole. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's a text which says this morning show is the best ever because all you talk about is sex and food and we're about to get to the food part right now because Danielle has arranged for Chef Jason Santos to join us in the studio to not only talk about food but also talk about his new cookbook. How are you, Chef? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Many might know you from uh, your appearances on the Today Show or Hell's Kitchen, but of course you are a Boston guy. Yeah, and, uh, yep. Boston weird. guy, born and raised here. I have three restaurants all in downtown Boston. I was a runner-up of uh, Hell's Kitchen many years ago. I'm how, currently on Bar Rescue now, so I've uh, dabbled in a lot. How was um, Hell's Kitchen? How was you that? know, Hell's Kitchen was cool. I mean, it was, for me, I, I came out pretty unscathed you know, with Gordon Ramsay, so yeah. I was the runner-up. It was kind of cool, but... You know, it's called Hell's Kitchen for a reason. It wasn't amazing. You know, it wasn't really fun. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a, it was yeah. a good, uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun for me because I sort of beat the system there. Right. But, you know, people usually left there crying and needed psychologists <laughs> and stuff. So um, is he truly I, angry? And, in, and in the kitchen, he literally will like choke you out in front of everyone, you know, but out of the kitchen, he's a super nice guy. But, you know, there's 18 people competing for this grand prize of a quarter million dollars. I mean, it yeah. doesn't right. often go well, you yeah. know, so. Uh, and you're you're set up in a way where if you're not a good cook or you're not quick and you can't roll with the punches, it, it generally you don't do too hot. So, um, is this your first cookbook? This is my first cookbook. Yeah, I've been working on this for two years. It's uh, uh, it's called buttermilk. It's called buttermilk and bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, buttermilk and bourbon is 160 Calm Ave. It's our New Orleans inspired Southern restaurant, and it's I'm super passionate about the food. I love New Orleans. Yeah. I love fried chicken. I yeah. love biscuits. Mm. And these biscuits, literally, when I it took me a year to sort of get them really perfect, and you know now I eat them and I literally cry while I chew because they're so damn good. So, um, you did you go to on a trip to New Orleans? Yeah, my wife just... took me to New Orleans about five years ago, and I'd never been. I've been all over the world. I'd never been to New Orleans, and I ate eight dozen oysters in two days, and I mm. ate a ton of food. Mm. Yeah, and I came home, and I, I mean, yes, I needed a dark room, and I had labored breathing from eating so much, but the food just changed my life, the the hospitality down there, and I said, one day I'm going to open a southern restaurant, and I found this great space on Calm Ave that just reminded me of New Orleans. It was like, you know, below street level, it was really kind of funky and dark, and it just, it took off, and it was just oh, where oh, I'm all in. 
what's your stand when it comes to oysters on what one ought to put on them, if uh, if anything? I mean, I think the most important thing with any oyster is it fresh. You know, we have a, this awesome raw bar, and we sell so many oysters, and people will come in and say, you know, these oysters are amazing. Like, we didn't make the oyster. The oyster comes from the ocean, you know? We made the ice for it, but I mean, as long as they're super fresh, and because we go through so many, literally, the oysters that we got in today will be gone by tonight. So. I don't like the cocktail sauce, though. I like the mignonette. Yeah, so we try to be a little bit more creative. We we do a mignonette with malt vinegar. We do a horseradish cream. We do a remoulade with them. Oh. And our um, cocktail sauce, and I actually don't care for cocktail sauce, but we do a, a sriracha one with like roasted tomatoes. So we try yeah. to make it a little bit more exciting than that pedestrian kind of bottle yeah, crap. You yeah, know? yeah, you don't want yeah, yeah none of that. Throw that over your not, shoulder. Not, none of that. Uh, what is a uh, personal question? Of course, since I am the czar of sauce here in the Commonwealth as appointed by Governor Charlie Baker, oh. uh, what is... The best sauce in the history of sauces. So there's a in, in the history in, of all sauces. Yeah. The so mothers, the mothers, and the others. Alabama is, white barbecue sauce is so good. Like what? when you chew, you have a you know tear just runs down your face. Is, is that in this? Cookbook? It's in the book actually. It's okay. one of the. It's a mayonnaise based sauce, Worcestershire, horseradish, whole grain mustard. Oh. But it's literally in the kitchen. All the cooks will keep a little pint container of the sauce in their station, yeah. and it's just the sauce. That, it's our go to sauce. We put it on our fried chicken. You put it on your flip flop. You can oh, scoot awesome, it in your man. mouth. I mean, oh. it's just so it's called the Alabama Alabama White, white barbecue, barbecue sauce. Traditionally, it's just a simple mayonnaise mustardy based sauce that they would dump on chicken in Alabama. We just kind of turn it up, but it's good on oysters. It's good on something fried. It's good in place of mayonnaise. But I'm a big mayo guy. I think that's yeah. my, my condiment of choice. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, uh, weirdly, because I think most people uh, are disgusted. Oh, by Danielle's mayonnaise. disgusted by yeah, mayonnaise. It's uh, <laughs> uh, disgusted. <laughs> by favorite. It's like the near perfect food for me. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, as LB would say. We can disagree to disagree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and buttermilk. Uh, what exactly is buttermilk? So buttermilk is sort of its own thing. So when you you whip butter, you're left with this sort of like curds and whey type thing. So the butter whips into the cream whips into butter, and you're left with this milk. So buttermilk is not necessarily high in fat. It's generally low fat to no fat, but it's just this really acidic sort of milk. And we use it to marinate our chicken. It gives it a ton of flavor. It also helps tenderize it because of the acidity level in it. But it's just a great way to sort of turn something, you know, from good to great. If you think of like ranch, minus the spices, all ranch is is mayonnaise with a little bit of buttermilk in it. Yeah. And that's essentially ranch. And then you add dump some dill, cayenne, whatever. <laughs> but um, it's a it's a great thing to use for an all purpose marinade. A texter is headed to New Orleans next week. What are your recommendation uh, recommendations, Chef Santos? That's what this says. Felix's on Bourbon Street has char-grilled oysters that will literally change your life. Char-grilled char Char-grilled. They're roasted with... Uh, I mean, I think down there they use like margarine and breadcrumbs and you know all things <laughs> yeah. terrible. But they're, they're, they don't they're, care. They, I don't they, care either. Yeah, you know, yeah, let them yeah. do what they're doing. Yeah, but yeah. they're I ate so many oysters. That's what made me really want to open a restaurant. And then Koshan is a sort of higher end James Beard Donald Link. Um, that's a very very nice restaurant that I always try to hit when I'm down there as well. Did you go have a hurricane? I had uh, a couple uh, dozen hurricanes. A couple yeah, just to take the edge off. You know, I generally they have drinks down there called hand grenades that you walk down the street and it's this frozen <laughs> Midori diabetic. So generally, I'll water down my hurricane with a grenade. <laughs> yeah. With a hand grenade. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's a. Oh well, this is you just mentioned this seven seven four text question for chef. Why does no one in Massachusetts offer NOLA char-grilled oysters? They are well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you two things. One, because it smokes so incredibly horrible that 
one, you're going to get sued at some point for like the black lung. Two, it's going <laughs> to smoke out your restaurant. In New Orleans, they have this one dude in essentially a plexiglass box grilling these oysters. So I'm not sure his you know life expectancy, but the oysters are amazing. But I am slowly working on a new project where we are going to have char-grilled oysters in Boston. Really? We are. Ooh. Good on you. Yeah. Sun's plexiglass, though. <laughs> I'm going to let them breathe a little. <laughs> yeah. breathe a little I don't need ocean down my back. <laughs> um, what is, I mean, it's probably hard to say, but in the I'm looking at your biscuits and gravy. Mm. And from a gravy perspective... Uh, what's the what's the gravy about in this I, I recipe? I think, you know, gravy can be really good or you can go out back and fill all the potholes with it. You know, yeah. it has <laughs> to be... The consistency, I think, is the, the most important thing. I mean, essentially, gravy is just liquid thickened with a roux, which is equal parts fat and flour. So the key is to just have it light enough where it's delicious, but not heavy enough where you need to go lay down after. It, gravy is really... I mean, we're a ways away from the holidays, but I, I think there's a lot of stress and anxiety when it comes to Thanksgiving on trying to make a great gravy for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, like, I think like old school, I grew up, you know, my grandmother would make this gravy with lumps and then she'd take flour and water and stir it up and just dump it in. We'd have this lumpy amazingness, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is still good and it's very near and dear to my heart. But the truth is a roux, if you make ahead of time and whisk it properly, it thins it out, it gives it good flavor, thickens it, um, and it's not too stodgy or disgusting. Here's a text that says, I believe that Chef went to Melrose High School. That is correct. Do you remember, Greg, when they beat B. Hill in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yes, I remember I remember when they cheated uh, by bringing in a student uh, who was not supposed to be yeah, in that I mean, if community. you can't cheat, why play do, it all? That's I do I remember say. that. I yeah. do remember that. Texter, do you remember that? <laughs> These people are relentless on me, Chef. It's like Hell's Brutal. Kitchen in here. Brutal. Um, is there a, a well, I, don't, I haven't looked through the whole cookbook, so I don't know. Uh, but your thoughts on the po' boy? Mm. You know, I think the po' boy, it's, it's funny because I love New Orleans food. But the po' boy for me is really just, it's like a sandwich, you know? Yeah, and I think yeah. as long as the bread is good, and in mm -hmm. New Orleans they use a special bread, I think it's delicious. You know, the thing with the po' boy is such a general term. You could literally put anything you want on a po' boy, and it's now a po' boy, right. which to me just translates into a sub. So as long as the bread is good and <laughs> right. you make a delicious sandwich, well, I mean... It's got to be simple. Though. Yeah, I mean, that was the I've never met a sandwich I didn't like, right. so therefore, yeah. like, a good, good bread and good product, I mean, mm. how can you go wrong? Here's a text which says, Chef sounds hot, and he's a man who can cook. Exceptionally it's, handsome, glowing blue uh, hair, oh. charismatic. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Also married, so uh, beat he's it. Uh, he's yeah. he's yeah. married, yeah. so beat My it. My wife will come down and choke it's, you out. Yeah. Uh, when you weren't <laughs> married, though... Um, was it an advantage to be able to cook a great meal for a woman? Yeah, I think I, I think being a chef, you know, it's there's a couple of things. It's like you know, really, from the difference between a cook and a chef is a little bit of finesse and sense of like technique and knowledge. But really, it's just about creativity. And I think if yeah. you're creative, it sort of makes you charismatic. And if you're charismatic, you're kind of quick on your feet. So I think it's about personality. I mean, I was the runner-up at Hell's Kitchen. I've sort of made a career coming in second. So yeah. as long as you sort of own it and just do what you love, I mean, it's like the next best thing. And is it true that you're either a baker or a cooker? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a baker. Like, literally cannot bake. And is that bake. because baking is just you have to... I'm always told that baking, you have to follow the recipe exactly. But cooking... You get to add your own. Yeah, cooking like, you just cook. Baking you need like a cup of coffee and an Adderall, and you have to stare at the recipe and and measure. And that's not my thing. I I just can't. I don't I don't necessarily love baking. I don't want to bake cookies at home. It's not. It's a patience thing, and that's <laughs> yeah. I, I lack a lot of it. We're. Uh, I want to make crawfish. I've never had a crawfish boil at my house. I've only had them in New Orleans. 
Is there a good place to get it? What's the tip? On, yeah, on so I, I have no relation to these people. In fact, I don't even know who they are. I've never even talked to a person on the phone. But we buy our crawfish from the Louisiana Crawfish Company. It's out of New Orleans, and they ship uh, FedEx overnight. And their prices seem to be very good. Usually when you get crawfish up here, they're frozen. Yeah. And they're already seasoned, and they're, yeah. they're yeah. disgusting. So once you have a fresh crawfish, you will never, ever eat a frozen crawfish again. So, But they ship as little as, like, five pounds, and at, like, four bucks a pound. I mean, it's really cheap. So... Um, I do crawfish boils at my house a lot. That's awesome. You can't get yeah. it up here. Yeah, it's good beer food. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's all in. You know, you're yeah. rolled up your sleeves. You get yep. in the tub with the crawfish, <laughs> and you just go to town. We are uh, we're talking with Chef Jason Santos. Yes, Danielle. What I is like it? how you uh, pay homage to uh, Chef Andy Husbands in the book with cod recipe. I'm a big fan. Yeah, of yeah. I had to get a recipe. I mean, I worked shop. at Tremont Six Four Seven for seven years yeah. as a chef there, and Andy has a bunch of books, and it sort of inspired me to you know follow that path. That's and awesome. Beat him out of the water. So, <laughs> besides your re- everybody wants to know, name your restaurants again. Uh, Citrus and Salt is in Back Bay, 142 Berkeley, Abbey Lane, 253 Tremont, in the heart of the theater district, and Buttermilk and Bourbon, 160 Commonwealth Ave. Besides your restaurants, what would you say are the three best Ooh. restaurants in our city? So there's like the best and there's what I want to eat. You know, right, like yeah. I love to eat steak and I think Smith Walensky, their dry aged Cajun ribeye, better literally than, better than Grill 23. Uh, uh, you're gonna ask me online. Yeah, no, I have to not, ask you on better, yes, sir. Yes. It's different. Okay, it's, it's very different. different. Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, and that's I fine. like, you know, I love a good bowl of ramen. You know, I support ramen in in uh, Porter Square. I yeah. love. I like simple food. I'm cooking these amazing ingredients all day. I don't necessarily want to go out to eat and eat five courses. I mean, I'll eat Italian stuff for Bob's in Medford and be sucked. Oh, you know? hello. So, oh, money. I'm a simple Bob's. guy. Regina's Pizza, you know, yeah. in a remote control. I just, uh, <laughs> I love going out to eat, but it's always, you know, hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. The chef comes out. You talk to yeah. them. And sometimes yeah. I just want to get in and out and nobody gets hurt yeah. sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then with um, barbecue season approaching, you have some brines and some uh, some rubs and things in here. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think a brine <laughs> will change your life if you're a home cook. A brine is like a little insurance that the, it doesn't suck. You know, it's not dry. You you brine a chicken breast and grill it, and you overcook it. It's still pretty good. You know, you <laughs> you cook a chicken breast and you don't brine it. It's like inedible. You know, so yeah. brine is a way to impart moisture, add lots of flavor, and just kind of tweak it. I mean, I do, one of my favorite brines is. Apple cider, brown sugar, cinnamon, you know, and you throw a pork loin mm-hmm. in there and grill it in the fall, it's, it's How killer. long do you have to brine something like that? I mean, generally 24 hours, but, you know, a chicken breast, probably five, six hours. The bigger, the longer, you know, a turkey, a couple days sort of thing. But, yeah, because um, I know, back to Thanksgiving again, or just turkey anytime, it's so much better when it when it is brined. It's unbelievable. It's, it's I mean, just, it just, yeah. it changes the protein. And I think as yeah. a young cook, before I was involved in nicer restaurants and brining, I never believed that you could make something taste so juicy and delicious, but that's really the key, and that's where the chef comes in is you make a brine, and you make a brine at home, you're going to be the coolest kid on the block. Yeah. You had a question? No, that was the how long, how long you, you should brine. brine. Yeah. Yeah. How long you should brine. Like, I mean, should you I can brine? brine a piece of fish for an hour. You can brine a turkey for two days. I mean, it's okay. you know generally like pork tenderloin, pork loin, Something like that, 24 hours is good. But if you, you know, sugar, salt, water essentially is the base of a brine. If you go too long, you start to cure it. So you'll start to get into like brisket, pastrami type mm-hmm. level, you know. So you don't want to go too long. But And what when it comes to a rub, what's the key there? I mean, I think the rub, I don't know. You know, I think you can rub anything. I think just anytime you add flavor is just better. So, I mean, what's better than, you know, you take a chicken breast, salt and pepper, it's fine. You add a rub to it, it gets better, but it's still chicken. You know, so, I mean, it's really about what you like with flavor profile. I mean, you can make an Asian rub, a Latin rub. I mean, it really just depends what you like. But generally, like, 
American rubs are paprika based, black pepper, brown sugar, mm-hmm. garlic, cumin. You know, I just sort of mess around. I don't. There's not like a a go to rub per se or a you know a way to make it. It's just it's kind of like whatever you love, trial and error. And for those of us who grew up with a father who could not cook any piece of meat on the grill uh, less than uh, three Chern- days, Chernobyl style, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What what's the key when when putting a hunk of beef or a burger on the grill and like you know it, it, timing time wise and I mean I think all meat should be consumed. Yeah, uh, I think rare. we've all grown I, up. You know, I'm half Irish, half Portuguese. In the Irish side, we would grill our meat until it's like hotter than the surface of the sun. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I think a hot grill and a proper seasoning and not overcook. I think everybody's so worried about undercooking something. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like with pork. I grew up. Oh, like, it's pink. There hasn't been a case of trichinosis since like 1977. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not right. happening. Right. You know. Yeah. So I think just not overcooking it. Everybody tends to overcook everything, and it makes me nuts. Well, the book is called Buttermilk and Bourbon, New Orleans Recipes with a Modern Flair. And Jason Santos has written his first cookbook. Um, what made you decide to do this at this point? I was forced. No, I, I just, you know, I, I, it was, I've had offers in the past, and it just, it's a lot of work. You know, I tried to get a ghostwriter and uh, a co-author, and they said, we'll do all that for you, but you just write a sample chapter so we can start to pitch it. And I wrote the chapter, and they wrote back, oh, my God, you're so good at this. You should totally do this yourself. And I was like, oh, you know, okay. that sounds great. I'll do it. And I started doing it. I was like, this is, I got scammed, you know? Like, yeah. this is so much work. Yeah. It was like two years. It consumed my life, you know, because it's so specific and meticulous. One of the things that I saw in the, in the book, uh, which I think we in the North are sometimes maybe grossed out about or or we we're not sure what it is is pimento cheese oh, oh man pimento uh, cheese yeah. is like is close to processed cheese as you're going to get but you make it yourself so essentially it's we do uh, grated cheddar grated pepper jack cheese mayonnaise grated onion paprika and it's essentially like a whipped cheese you put it in mm-hmm. your kitchen aid and just whip it but it's unbelievable it's like a little spicy little creamy but it's not so heavy because ironically you lighten it with a little bit of mayonnaise instead of straight cheese yeah. but it's we put it on our biscuits which are really good they're good on fried chicken it's good in the sandwich deviled eggs i mean you sort of name it but it's it's a good like kind of all-purpose go-to flavorful spread we could have a cook-off if you want sometime. I don't know if you're familiar with Greg's Easy Krabbies or Greg's Easy Italian Chicken. <laughs> I, I, I'm um, not familiar. Um, if you go to my Instagram. <laughs> I did. I read uh, the can, New York Times today. I didn't uh, see, see it. it wasn't it. Well, I, I've declined to work with the New York Times because I have some issues with them. But um, if you – I'll share my Easy Italian uh, – not on air. Yeah. I'll share <laughs> my Easy – I'll share you. my Greg's Easy Italian Chicken recipe with you. Uh, it's, I'll do it. I, I appreciate you not mentioning it and stealing all my thunder today. Uh, well, you know what's, I amazing. mean, it's, uh, you're familiar with Ken's Italian dressing? I am very familiar. Uh, <laughs> marinate the chicken in the Ken's. Beautiful. Throw the chicken onto like a plate of uh, some breadcrumbs. Oh, I like the nice. Italian breadcrumbs in the, uh, in the uh, can. Yeah. Uh, and then you put a hunk, Man, uh, hunk like of, talking mo- dirty to me. Hunk, <laughs> a, hunk of mozzarella cheese in the middle, bake, boom, you got Greg's easy wow, Italian huh? chicken. It's a go-to. Feel free to use that if you want over <laughs> yeah. at Bourbon. It's and, a special. And, yeah. <laughs> Buttermilk and bourbon. Very special. All right. Well, I'm I'm really happy for you. This is uh this it looks great. I, I Buffalo sauce, you got your own buffalo sauce recipe in yeah. here? Yeah. I mean, uh, I love buffalo sauce, but I hate that jarred crap, you know, yeah. you put that stuff yeah. on everything. Yeah. Is it hard to me. make? Is it hard to make? No, buffalo? it's it's really simple too and it's it, it's shelf stable, stay in your fridge for weeks. It, it's just all a lot of these recipes are, are things you can make and they'll stay for a long time and you can use them whenever you see fit. Yeah. You get a grits recipe in there. I do have a grits recipe. Yeah. In there. yeah. We do a, a jalapeno grit that's so Whoa, good that, that we do good. with our shrimp and grits and stuff. But yeah. something, you know, the simpler a recipe is, the the 
sort of more attention to detail you need to pay. So with grits, you have to go to you know use a good grit, not like a instant grit from Stop and Shop, and right. you just cook it slow until it gets tender. And literally, if you do it right, it's it's unbelievable. This uh, Robert Kraft Asian rub looks pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's cheap. It's really cheap to make. Yeah, comes out of Florida. You, it's delicious. What is? It's so just, it's out of Florida. Oh, were you inspired by your trip to Florida? Yeah, I had this that? awesome yeah. massage, and it made me want to come home and play with biscuits. <laughs> All right. Well, and what's the key to biscuits before you go? The less you work them, the better they are. The more okay. you put your hands in them, the tougher it gets. And the really, the, yeah. So we we make ours. We gently fold them in, so it's almost like a batter. It's just barely holds its texture, and that's the thing: is the more flour, the heavier and denser they get. Huh. All right. Well, chef, thanks for being Thank here. Thank you for yeah, having me. This awesome. Right. Fantastic. And we'll a lot see. Of fun. Uh, you're still doing bar rescue. Yes, yeah, still doing um, bar rescue. You had a couple cool things coming up. You'll see me on the tube sooner than later that I can't speak of as of yet, but big okay. things are happening. All right, good. And uh, I look forward to our chicken cook-off. All right, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it whenever you want. I'm ready, ready. to go. I have some was, chicken right here. Yeah, right. Was, <laughs> um, all right, the book is called Buttermilk and Bourbon, New Orleans Recipes with a Modern Flair, Chef Jason Santos, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.